This is Twenties Inspired. I am on a mission to design my twenties around happiness and purpose through learnings from personal experiences, <laughs> books, podcasts, articles, and talks. I hope to inspire you to live a more happy and fulfilling life, according to you. Hello and welcome back to 20s Inspired. I am officially back on the coffee grind, which is the best news ever. I had to give it up for about two weeks there and that was a rocky two weeks. Um, I did notice a difference in my energy levels, but I really, really love coffee. And to me, (laughs) I just want one a day. It's my happiness. So I've added it back in slowly and it's perfectly fine on my gut. So that is some great news from me. So I am sitting here with my daily coffee and I'm very happy. So in last week's episode, we took a deep dive into judgment and social criticisms and how the fear around how other people perceive you can actually prevent you from setting big goals, living out your dream life, starting that passion project, launching that product or from even working towards your own success. This week's episode is catered towards the belief that we have in ourselves and in our own abilities to achieve our goals and turn our dreams into a reality. So originally this episode was actually going to be centered on self-confidence and self-belief as I believe that those were the main qualities that we needed to actually have. But turns out I stand corrected. According to psychology, having self-efficacy is actually the main quality that will be the driving factor in your success. Now, I didn't even know what this word meant. So, of course, I went into a deep dive with all of the research and have found that it's so incredibly interesting. I have learned a lot about myself and have actually decided to adjust my work routine and put processes in place to boost my efficacy. So this has actually made me reflect a lot about where I have gaps in my own beliefs about myself and my goals. According to psychology, we really have to actually believe that we can and we will achieve our goals, that we have the skills and ability to make it happen, aka we can achieve our goals, accompanied by the motivation, the drive and the consistency to follow through with our goals, aka to actually achieve them. So what actually is self-efficacy? So I'm going to give you a textbook definition to start off. Self-efficacy refers to an individual's belief in his or her capacity to execute behaviors necessary to produce specific performance attainments. That is from Bandura, which is a scientific study. In simpler terms, self-efficacy is the belief that you will carry out certain behaviors to produce success in your pursuits. So it's more than just believing that you can be successful overall, but instead that you have the ability to perform the steps along the way to get you to that destination. So it's believing in your ability to climb the hill, to stay consistent and believing that you will put in the necessary work to get you to that end goal. Less so that you can get there, but you actually will get there. 
So it's not necessarily about whether or not you have the skills and ability, but instead about the belief that you will control your behaviors appropriately to apply those skills and ability to, in essence, follow through with the task and complete the goal. So how does this actually differ from self-confidence? Because they both sound very similar and I was really confused at the start with the difference. So self-confidence is a general personality trait. It's an overall belief in your abilities across your life. So if you have high self-confidence, you perform better in all areas of your life in general. So I'll use my life as an example. My health and fitness routines have really boosted my overall self-confidence, which translates into all areas of my life. So when I achieve fitness goals, I feel more confident in relationships, in dating. I feel more confident at work, in all of my pursuits. I feel more capable traveling solo, more capable in life in general, which sounds really weird. But I think when you make promises to yourself and you keep those promises and you achieve goals, it can add self-confidence into all areas of your life, right? So you get that overall boost. It's creating undeniable evidence that if you promise yourself something, you will show up and take those promises seriously. I think that's how you build self-confidence. At least that has significantly, significantly boosted my self-confidence is keeping promises I've made to myself. So self-efficacy, however, is actually really different. It's context dependent and can dramatically change in different areas of your life. So if you have high self-efficacy when it comes to your work life, this does not translate into your relationships, unfortunately. If you believe that you will apply your skills and abilities to be successful in a work sense, this does not then translate into believing that you'll do the same in your relationships, that you'll prioritize your relationships just as much. It doesn't work that way. So according to Albert Bandura, who is to date one of the highest recognized social psychologists, just a side note, I refer to his research a lot in this episode. It's really based on his research. So he said that self-efficacy can impact everything from psychological states to behavior to your motivation. So people with high self-efficacy actually gain more satisfaction from the activities that they participate in. They have higher rates of consistency and a lot more commitment to the goals that they do set. They view failures as learning experiences and are quick to bounce back, which is incredibly important. They do not view failures as a reflection on personal abilities and they're also excited about challenging tasks and they don't avoid them. So they're very driven people, right? They believe in their drive, they stay consistent and they put their head down once they've made a goal and they believe that they will put the work in to get there. So these are really important qualities to have, right? It's not just setting a goal and thinking that you can do it, but thinking that you will actually put in the work to do it. So this research has actually made me realize something really interesting about myself. I've realized that I do have a lot of self-belief and self-confidence across the board. I truly believe that I can achieve my goals and make my dreams a reality down the track, right? I do believe that I will get there. I truly believe that. 
However, I've realized that there is a gap in my beliefs about myself. I am perhaps lacking in the belief in my ability to remain consistent and driven on these goals for an extended period of time. So this appears to be a gap in my self-efficacy. I believe in my skills and in my abilities, but I don't fully (laughs) believe, if I'm being perfectly honest, that I will be able to execute the necessary behaviors for a prolonged period of time. I believe that I can really grind and really put in the hard yards for about six months on a project and I'm really excited about it. But then after those six months, I get that, okay, what's next feeling, you know? So I do struggle with consistency over long periods of time. I know this, it shows up in many areas of my life, which is a huge part of self-efficacy. And according to the research, people with high levels of self-efficacy are much more committed to their goals. They display higher rates of consistency, commitment and drive towards them. So they finish their goals. So yes, there is a gap in my self-efficacy and I didn't realize that until I really got into this research because I was like, I do believe in my goals, but there's something missing. I know that there's some sort of belief that I'm lacking in and I've just nailed (laughs) nailed it on the head here. So I am someone who likes to jump from one thing to another. I love new opportunities, saying yes and changing course. I get really excited with new ideas and I want to start on it immediately and I often forget what I was originally doing. I've spoken about this before on this podcast. I called it a shiny object hunter. So I love that new shiny object and I forget about the objects I already have, right? The reason I bring up my own struggles with consistency is to get across the idea that we need to identify our own gaps in beliefs about ourselves. So are we lacking in self-confidence? Are we lacking in self-belief across the board? Or is it self-efficacy? Let's understand them all and then identify which one you need an injection of to then tackle the issue at hand. I think it's important to identify exactly what you are lacking in. So now that I know that it's a gap in my self-efficacy and belief in my ability to remain consistent, I can now focus on tools to build my self-efficacy instead of trying to build my self-confidence. If you were perhaps lacking in self-confidence, you know, in multiple areas in your life and you're not actually setting those big goals to begin with because you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe that you can achieve big things. Well, that's step number one. That's what you need to focus on. And then once you do that, once you are able to believe in yourself and set those big goals, then it's looking at your self-efficacy. Do you believe that you have the drive and commitment to get there? So it's one thing to believe that you can achieve your goals and another thing to believe that you will achieve your goals. I will do a whole episode on building self-confidence because there is a lot to dissect on the topic. This episode is going to focus on boosting self-efficacy instead because there is a lot in both of them and we can't fit it all into this one potty app. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into it. How do we even go about boosting our self-efficacy? So these are all based on research. Number one, recording and celebrating your successes. 
So according to Bandura, who was the psychologist I referenced earlier, celebrating your successes was the single most effective way of increasing self-efficacy. When you experience success, you build a powerful belief in your abilities. So tracking your progress towards a goal and celebrating the small wins, no matter how small, along the way can be incredibly valuable. Recording progress is actually really useful in seeing how far you have come and what you have actually achieved over time. I think it's really easy to forget our progress when we have monkey brains and we are constantly striving for more and looking for that next goal and looking to do more. What's that next big thing? We forget to look back and see how far we've come and see where we started and see where we are now. This can make us feel like we are never doing enough or like we haven't achieved that much. But recording progress and small wins can actually help remind us of our progress, of our improvements, of our growth, which will help boost our self-efficacy as we can actually see the work that we have put in and see that we are slowly creating success, that we are following through and actually applying our abilities. When we can see that our applied efforts are slowly creating success, this will definitely boost our self-efficacy. Because sometimes I think when we experience a failure, for example, we forget all the little things that we've had along the way. We forget all the little wins and we focus on that failure and go, oh, you know, that's such a setback and maybe I'm not good enough. But it's like, hold on, if you had a graph that showed you your growth, your learnings, your improvements, yeah, you may have had one failure or a couple of failures, but you have dramatically improved since where you started. And I think that's what we need to remind ourselves of because focusing on the failure is only going to take us back with self-efficacy. It's only going to make us not believe in our abilities. Another part of this is to celebrate those small successes. So it's really important to actually stop and celebrate those little wins. The big wins, the little ones, all wins. We need to celebrate them. Our brains are actually wired to respond to rewards and to seek them. So neurons in our brain that release dopamine are activated when we're expected to receive a reward, which is really interesting. So once we complete a task or reach a goal, if we reward ourselves, our brain will recognize this and want to have more rewards, making us work harder and actually apply ourselves over and over to receive that same hit of dopamine from the reward. So then this creates a loop, right? This creates a reward loop. We do the things that will get us the reward and we participate in those activities more often. That provides us with motivation. This will in fact drive motivation to achieve more and in turn boost our self-efficacy. This was actually proven by Teresa Amabile at Harvard Business School. I might have just butchered her name. (laughs) Sorry, Teresa. She found that those who track their progress and small achievements every day actually boosted their motivation and had more achievements because of it, which is incredibly valuable to know. The more we recognize our achievements, the more we believe in our abilities to make those goals happen, therefore having more achievements. That is scientifically proven. 
From this study, Teresa actually recommends keeping a work diary to track your small wins, to track your progress, to see how far you've come. And if you don't want to keep a work diary or maybe your goals are more in line with your personal life, then keep a goals diary or a journal where you track things. I need to start doing this because I don't think I necessarily celebrate my wins enough. I think I definitely have one of those monkey brains who just wants the next best thing and the next best thing. And I rarely stop and think, wow, I just did that. So I think I need to do that more to then keep my brain alive and to keep my brain happy and motivated and want to stay on track. Maybe that's why I jump from task to task because I'm never celebrating and never looking back and thinking about the things I've done along the way. You know, that could be it. It's like when you have a fitness goal as well. It's almost impossible to see your progress when you see yourself every day, right? But taking those progress pictures, that is the best way to actually notice your progress and go, oh, wow, look at me one month ago versus now or six months ago versus now. So different. But when you see yourself every day, you just think you're your same old, right? But no, you've actually had a lot of progress. You just haven't tracked it. You can't see it. Sometimes when we're so zoomed in on our everyday, we can't see our progress. But when we zoom out, we get that idea of how far we've come. So I think that's what the progress tracking diary will do, which I will start now and I'll let you know how that goes. (laughs) So number two on boosting your self-efficacy is to play to your strengths as much as possible. So according to the research, success leads to motivation. Motivation doesn't necessarily lead to success. It's the other way around, which is really interesting. It's safe to say that if you are skilled in a task, you will experience more success, right? So identify your skills and play to them as much as possible. The more success we experience, the better we feel about ourselves and the more belief we have in our skills. I think you'd be able to notice this in your own life. When you are good at something, you feel more satisfaction from the task. You feel more motivation to do it. It's like when you start running, you don't think you're very good at it. You don't really do it much. But when you get over that little hump of I'm not that good at it and you start seeing improvements, bang, suddenly you're super motivated. Success leads to motivation. So play to your strengths, play to things you enjoy, play to things you are good at, and you will experience more success, which then makes you experience more motivation. So build goals in line with your talents and existing skills. Now, no one is born a master at any skill, but we all have certain talents in life. And according to the research, failing at a task actually weakens our self-efficacy. So this is not to say that we shouldn't embrace failures. That is the opposite of what I'm trying to say. Failures are so valuable. But there is also something to be said about boosting our wins. So if we can get more little wins, then that'll be better for our self-efficacy. So mastery experiences have been proven to be one of the main pillars in forming self-efficacy from early on. So participating in things that we are really good at actually build our belief in our abilities and in our drive to do the tasks. So number three in boosting your self-efficacy is to set goals in line with your values and priorities. 
You need to understand what you actually want in life, in a work sense and within whatever goal you are trying to achieve. So know your values, know what you actually want to achieve, not what your best friend wants, not what that influencer that you see on Instagram wants, not what your colleagues want, what you want to achieve. If you're setting goals you don't actually deeply care about, you're not going to follow through with them. And I know that because I have done that so many times. I've set goals which don't align with my values and which I don't actually deeply want or I would put in the work, you know, one of those goals. And then I don't reach that goal, obviously, because I'm not going to put in the work for it. I'm not willing to make the sacrifices necessary to achieve that goal. So I should not have set that in the first place because then that'll take back my self-efficacy and go, you've set that goal, but you didn't follow through with it. Therefore, you're not a trustworthy person. That's how we internally speak to ourselves. You won't show up for the goals you don't deeply care about and you will break the promise you made to yourself, which then weakens the trust that you have in yourself. It will weaken your self-confidence, but will also weaken your trust in your abilities to follow through, aka (laughs) self-efficacy. For example, if you don't deeply care about having a six-pack and actually value dinners out with friends really regularly and you value that way more than you do looking shredded, don't promise yourself a six-pack by summer unless you are actually willing to sacrifice those regular nights out, regular dinners with friends for that six-pack. If that's not something that you really truly value, don't set that unrealistic goal because you're setting yourself up for failure and you're setting yourself up to break trust within yourself. So set more realistic goals. Set goals that you actually want to achieve because this will only prove to yourself that you don't follow through with your goals. And that's the opposite of what we're looking for. So yes, set big goals. But when you set those big goals, ask yourself, are they in line with my values? Do I actually want to achieve them? And am I willing to make the sacrifices necessary to reach that goal? Because if the answer is yes, 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 perfect. Then you're in a good path to achieve that goal. You're in a good path to keep your promises to yourself. If the answer is no, then don't set that goal for yourself. Don't set yourself up to disappoint yourself. So number four in boosting self-efficacy is observing others succeed. According to psychology, seeing other people succeed actually enhances the belief that we have in our own abilities to succeed. It's like the idea that no one believes it can happen until it's done. Then there's proof that it can be done. According to psychology, the more similar the person to yourself, the more it boosts your own self-efficacy and belief in your abilities. So it's like, oh, okay, if they have done that and they are just like I am, then I can do that too. So I really noticed this in my own life from following other podcasters that are similar to me. So the guest that I had on, Nathan Moss, he has been a real mentor to me. And seeing him succeed genuinely gave me the belief that I can do it too. He's like me, you know, he's my age from the same city. We had a similar upbringing. If he can do it at his age, then I can do it at my age as well. That's the thought process that I actually had. And that was a thought process that actually enabled me to launch my podcast in the first place. So I really believe in this one. (laughs) I believe in the science. I think it's good to mention here that 
Sometimes when we see other people succeed, it can make us feel worse about ourselves. I think that's natural. It can make us feel like we are behind or that our achievements are minimal in comparison. But this science is actually a great tool to turn our mindsets around to using other people's success as a tool to boost our own belief that we too can create similar success in our own lives. Let's not look at other people's achievements and put ourselves down, but use it. Let's use other people's achievements as a blueprint for our own success, as a way of telling ourselves that we can do it too. It's all about that internal monologue. Let's not tell ourselves that they've achieved more than you. Why haven't you done that? But that if they can do it, you can too. And what steps did they do? What are they doing differently? Let me have a look. Let me look at their blueprint because they are caving a path. They are showing you that it can be done. So change your mindset and don't view other people's success as taking away from your ability to succeed. There is enough space on this earth for everyone to be successful in whatever field they want to go down. Just because someone else succeeds doesn't mean that you have less space to succeed, if that makes sense. Another one on this point is to also include people in your immediate environment who are goal-driven, driving for something too. When we observe others, even close to us, succeed in a goal, even unrelated to what we're going for in life, it gives us that boost of motivation like, oh, they've just achieved a goal. I want to achieve one too, or I can achieve one too. So surround yourself with people who you look up to in terms of their ethic, in terms of their processes that they take towards their goals. Seeing others succeed can play a role in our own belief that we too can succeed. I love this one because it just changes your mindset. Now this point is number five, seek positive affirmations. So this one is small, but it is still relevant, 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 (laughs) nonetheless. When we are encouraged and given positive feedback, this can help us overcome self-doubt. This can be determined by your social environment. So ensure the people you are seeking feedback from will contribute positively to your belief in your skills. So this is just seeking constructive feedback versus destructive feedback. So it's not to say that we should only seek positive affirmations. That's not true. I believe there is so much value in having negative feedback, but as long as it's constructive. So I think the point to remember here is that if you are asking for feedback from others, make sure that they have your best interest at heart and that they want you to succeed. They're not people who are trying to tear you down. They're not people who have tall poppy syndrome and just want to knock you down for your successes, right? Or if you fail, they're so quick to be so happy that you failed and let you know. That's not the sort of feedback you need. If they are trolling you, those are the people you ignore. But if they are on your team and they want to see you succeed, listen to their feedback. But seeking positive affirmations actually, according to psychology, helps boost our own belief in our skills. So we like to be told that we are good at something pretty much. So this brings us to the end of today's episode. So in short, we not only need to believe that we can achieve our goals, which comes down to self-confidence and self-belief, but that once we make a goal, we need to believe that we will apply our skills and commit and put in the work and behavior changes to actually achieve that goal. 
It's one thing to simply believe you can get there, but it's a whole other thing to believe in your drive and applied efforts, to believe in your self-efficacy. So I hope you got something out of this episode. I definitely learned a lot from the research myself and I'm now changing my work processes to track my progress, to celebrate my small wins and to look for more mentorship mentorship from people who are similar to me doing similar things and succeeding and looking at their blueprint. I mean, I do that. <laughs> I actually do that every day, but it's less so people that are similar to me. It's more people in this field that have succeeded, but I need to now narrow it down to, okay, who's similar to me? Because that will help boost my self-efficacy and commitment to my goals, which I am working towards. But I think the main thing for me will be tracking my progress and celebrating, letting my mind celebrate those small wins. So I hope you got something out of this too. Let me know your thoughts on the episode. Slide into my DMs. My Instagram is 20sinspired, all lowercase. And my TikTok is also 20sinspired. If you could please do me a massive favor and leave a five-star rating. (laughs) Thank you very much. And also follow if you are on Spotify or subscribe if you are on Apple. This makes a massive difference in my podcasting world. Also slide in with people that you would like to hear me interview. I will talk to you next week. Bye.